Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. So what's new in New York? My family and I just returned from a week ministry trip in the motor home where we drove up to Pennsylvania. I ministered on God's Mountain, the Teen Challenge Training Center, and had a powerful time. But we leave our motor home, and then we drive into New York City. We've been doing this for years. We've probably been up there 10 to 12 times for ministry purposes. And it's one of our favorite places to go. But just to give you an idea of the spiritual climate of New York City, we have some alarming statistics taken by the North American Mission Board. Within a hundred miles of Times Square, a hundred mile radius, you will find 80% of America's population. There's some major metropolitan areas in this sphere. But what's alarming is there is only one church represented for every 77,000 of these people, and only 3% attend evangelical church congregations. So very few people are a part of local church ministry. It appalls me to know that there are unreached areas in the world But now we know that God is sending the nations to us because the most diverse zip code in the whole world is 11373. And this is in Queens, New York, one of the five boroughs. You've got Brooklyn, you've got Manhattan, you've got the Bronx, you've got Staten Island, but then you have Queens. It's like going to another country. And this is where we do most of our outreach. Over 170 languages are spoken there with hundreds of different cultures, ethnicities, and beliefs. There are 800,000 Muslims, 400,000 Hindus, and over 100,000 Buddhists who live in Queens alone. And if you want to experience the nations of the world, you no longer have to go outside of the country, because God is sending the nations to us. We can literally reach out and touch the nations from the front porch of the East Coast. It's amazing when we think about the 22 million people that live in New York City. Jesus loves the city, and I'm reminded of the verse where he wept over the city of Jerusalem because they were sheep without a shepherd. And whenever we look at this area alone, it's so easy to be overwhelmed with the need and and the hurt and the, the undiscipled. 
But Jesus lived his life for the one. Seven out of ten times in the gospel, we see Jesus sharing the salvation message one-on-one because he knew that every life had value and significance. He never looked over, overlooked anyone because people were his prized possession. And this is our goal, you know, to, to focus on the one because every person has a purpose. And this is the power of the gospel because Jesus lived his life this way. And he is our example. And so I just want to unpack a few things really quick. What is new in New York? Five things really fast. Number one, spiritual warfare is on the rise. We've been going to New York for a really long time, but something has shifted in the wrong direction. But take note, revival doesn't break out in the best of times. Revival breaks out in the worst of times. When heaven begins to move, hell responds. What does this mean? It means the enemy is overplaying his hand. There's a heightened warfare in the air. And we know that whenever God begins to move, Satan begins to move, and he tries to stop what is getting ready to take place. And so what we've been saying recently is revival is not coming. Revival is here, which brings me to number two. Yes, there's a heightened warfare, but the hearts of people are open. People want to talk. It's been 18 months now since the pandemic, and people are tired of being separated. They're tired of being on lockdown. They're tired of wearing masks. They're tired of of the media. They're tired of this and that. With everything going on, people want to vent. They've got an opinion, but most of them stink. Is anybody with me? People, um, they want to share what's on their heart. A matter of fact, people's favorite subject, if you didn't know, is themselves. People love to talk about what's going on with them, their family, their vocation. They love to talk about what's going on in the world. Their hearts are open. They They want to be engaged. You can easily assess somebody spiritually within 20 seconds of talking to them in a small talk conversation you can find out where they stand spiritually their hearts are open this is what's new people want to talk they want to talk so if you will take the time you can assess their situation yes they are under a cloud of oppression many of them are depressed One health professional said, if you are living in the 21st century and you're not anxious, something is wrong with you. So so the warfare is on the rise, but their hearts are open. But this is something else that I saw when we were walking the streets and during our outreach in New York City. 
I found out that there, there is heresy. There's socially, politically, economically, even biblically, there's a lot of heresy happening in the 21st century. There's mandates that are being instituted, especially in New York. You know, people around the world, they watch what is happening in America, and especially New York City. It's almost like New York City is the cutting edge. San Francisco, L.A. on the West Coast, but New York City on the East Coast. And so they are the tip of the spear, if you will. This is, this is where where the the political realm they they practice hey if it'll happen in new york if we can get it into the mouth of the people in new york we can get it down the pipeline for the rest of the states and i was appalled at what i saw on the streets of new york it it moved me it grieved me it hurt me um, you know, we, we were eating and you had to show your vaccination card just to be able to sit down and eat inside. It felt really un-American. It was a separation. It, it was uh, discrimination, if you will. And at its, at its height. And so this is something that I saw that um, uh, another weapon in the hand of the enemy to get to divide people. He's overplaying his hand. He's trying to divide us because he he sees that revival is getting ready to sweep our country. Something else I saw, hideous and horrendous debauchery. I took my daughters down to Times Square on Saturday night, we were leaving on Sunday. I was preaching at Jackson Heights Community Church on Sunday morning. It was National Daughters Day, and I said, Hey, Casey, you're tired. You keep the boys. I'm going to take the girls down to New York City. So we hopped on the subway. We crossed into Manhattan. We walked around Times Square, and I could just feel the heaviness in my heart. We slipped into Shake Shack, our favorite burger joint, and we walked in. And we, we wanted to sit down and eat because our legs were tired, but we had to show our vaccination card. And I haven't been vaccinated yet, but they said, we're sorry, you can't eat here. And when I heard those words, it just, it just cut me to the heart that segregation, this type of segregation is happening now. And so we went out into Times Square, and we, we, we found a table to sit down. And the debauchery, the hideous and horrendous sin that is being exemplified, no longer do people try to hide their sin. Coming out of the closet, and you can wear whatever, you can say whatever. It's like they want you to know This is my lifestyle. I don't care. Drinking, smoking pot, it's legal. You know, whatever goes in our day. And it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. The scripture gives us an end time prophecy of what 
life is going to look like right before the Messiah comes back. And I want you to listen to these words because this is what we see. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, and who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. If you get a chance, I want you to read that into the Amplified Version the message version, even the New Living Translation gives you some more insight of what's, what's happening in America and around the world right now. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. We're calling what is evil good. It's okay to live your life this way. Eat, drink, and be merry. And then what is good, evil. Don't tell us what to do. Judge not lest you be judged. This is not wrong. People people say that they can live their life any way and not be judged. It's a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. This is what we see happening in New York City. Really, really, really heartbreaking. But fifth and lastly, we have a heavenly opportunity. Spiritual warfare is high. People's hearts are open. Yes, politically, socially, um, things are, are heresy, debauchery, but we have a heavenly opportunity. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, a great door for effective work has opened to me, the Apostle Paul said, but there are many who oppose me. Friends, the door to heaven is open over our nation. I'm telling you, when the enemy comes, the Lord comes like a mighty rushing wind. So we have an opportunity to pray and partner with God and with God's people. And this is what I'm asking us to do. Pray and partner, intercede and intercept the plans of the enemy to call upon the name of the Lord and to collaborate amongst ourselves. Yes, we need God, but we need one another. I feel like Abraham concerning his family lot while they were living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, if there is 50 righteous people in the city, Would you remove the impeding judgment? Lord, if there's 45, relent the upcoming destruction. Lord, if there's 40, 30, 20, 10, please spare the people. Give them grace and mercy to help them in their time of need. May a tsunami wave of salvation crash from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. God, we stand in the, in the gap today and we pray. But we have to do what God has to say. We have to pray, but we have to put our hand to the plow and do the work of the evangelist and snatch souls from the fiery flames of hell. This is not new. This is true. God wants to use you. Warfare is at an all-time high. People's hearts 
are open. There's heresy happening, yes. There's horrendous debauchery, yes. But we have a heavenly opportunity. Revival is not coming. Revival is now. God wants to pour out His Spirit on you and the rest of our land. You know, I'll never forget the first time I went to New York City. My pastor friend and I, we drove all night long, and we actually got stuck in New York City traffic um, in the morning. So we drove all night. We got stuck in Brooklyn, I think it was, bumper-to-bumper traffic. We were so tired, and we were meeting a church planter. We had a meeting, so we met him, and he said, before we go meet... Um, this church planter, I want to I want to stop by and I want to introduce a friend of mine to you. So we stopped, went into an apartment building, maybe the tenth, eleventh floor, and we walked into this little one bedroom apartment building. And I met now one of my best friends. His name is Boto Joseph, and we drank chai and we began to talk and pray, and that was. Ten years ago, ten years ago, I met Boto and my whole life changed. A few years later, I met his father and he asked me to go to India. So Boto's father, Pastor Matty Joseph, and I boarded a plane and we went to Nagaland, northeast India. There's a small state right up next to Bangladesh and Bhutan and is considered the most Baptist, the second most Baptist state in the whole wide world next to Mississippi. A Southern Baptist missionary went there years ago and planted a ministry and this little state became a sending State sends missionaries all over India and all over Asia. And this is where Boto and his family are from. And, and since I've been to India almost 10 times. But this was a divine connection to partner with a family who is literally planting churches all over Queens, New York. And we've been going back time and time again, and we were just there last weekend. And my heart was moved because this man and his family in ministry are in the trenches, and they're making a huge difference for the kingdom of God. And so we've been there so many times, but something has changed. And I believe that we are on the brink of one of one of the greatest breakthroughs in this area. And so I say, say all that to say, say this, we are going back in December for a, an outreach called Coats for Queens. And we're taking a team of evangelists to preach and pray and partner with what God is already doing there. And I believe that we're going to reap a powerful harvest. This is not new. This is true. God wants to use you. And I believe that New York City is special. That's why we've been plowing and sowing 
for a really long time. So thank you for praying for us. We had a powerful time, street preaching. I preached in Boto's church, encouraged his people. I shared a report from our most recent crusade in Southeast Asia. This made them really happy. Um, You know, we were able to give away free supplies out on the streets. And we just got rebaptized because we haven't been there in a few years because of COVID. But we felt like that now was the time. And so I feel like um, Aaron and Ur, I'm the younger generation. And and there's many others that, that are working with Boto. And we're holding his arms up in battle. A type of Moses, a great intercessor. And I believe when we hold the arms up, there's victory in the valley. So what's new in New York? (laughs) Man, spiritual warfare is high. People's hearts are open. There's a lot of heresy, horrendous debauchery, but there is a heavenly opportunity. And so there are going to be more updates coming, but we want you to know that the gospel is not being preached in vain, that there is a vision, and we're saning the sea, and we're saving souls in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of our podcast listeners. I just pray that you would fill them with your spirit, even right now, that they would be rebaptized with boldness and with a passion to save the lost. And God, that we would not discredit what you're doing. God, we don't give the devil any glory. When we look at uh, what's happening in New York City, we're not disgusted. Yes, we're grieved for the sin, but we have not given up on them. Lord, we're not going to drop a bomb on Baghdad. No, Lord, we fight with weapons of warfare in the spirit. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So Lord, we fight through prayer and we fight through divine partnership because we believe that you're going to pour out your spirit and you're going to save souls like you've never done before. That's the hope of heaven. So we speak love over them today. We attack in the opposite spirit. Yes, they may hate our agenda, but we hate theirs because theirs is not of God. But we love the people. We hate the spirit that is operating through them. So we take authority over it today and we dismantle it through the power of the blood of Jesus and we break it with the word of God. And we thank you for what you're going to do through us in the days of head. In Jesus' name I pray and everybody say, Amen. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, 
the best is yet to come.